0: me and changing you. We have come with open hearts all oh, the ancient words in one. Every one of us have a desire and our desire is for us to be able to relate to the God we serve so much so that Not only serving him. You know, people have reasons for serving God. People have reason for going to church. But the main reason should be because you have known him. He has revealed himself to you. And once you get to know him, you just serve him. Not for anything, but you are serving him because you love him. That is why I always pray that you will get to know God well. As you get to know him, nobody will force you. Some people serve God because they have no choice. You know, sometimes when you have no choice, you choose anytime there is a choice, you move. Some people pray because they have no choice. But when they have a job and they are paid, they stop paying. Some people decide to serve God when they come. They are very zealous, serving God here and there, packing chairs and other things when they have no job. When God opens a door for them, they become great. That is all. They are serving God because there was no choice. Now they had a choice and they now begin to give excuse. Some people serve God, they sing because they have no choice. The moment they marry, that is all. They go on retirement go to prayer meeting, oh God, give me a wife, give me a husband, give me a husband. And when you come to prayer meeting, you see them there. When they are praying, they are not only speaking, you see their body, everything, praying. All kind of stars, jumping and being crying and sweating and moving up, coming down, jumping, as if God is... Uh, when you look at the person, you could see that God is in front of him. Either Satan is in front of him and he's fighting Satan or God is in front of him and he's, he's, he's just falling down. God, if you don't do it, I'm dead. The moment they get the answer, the gentility comes. They come to church. Don't let anything change the way you serve your God. Serve him because he deserves to be saved. Worship him because he deserves to be worshipped. And when you are worshipping him, don't look left, don't look right. Israel is just like this, like the children of God, like us. Anytime I read Psalm seventy-eight. I just wonder, and I see the goodness of God. God who did what, recounting how God, uh, sometimes disciples would turn away from God, and and God will show them all the miracles. who so still they will turn, but God still had mercy on them. And the Bible said that at a point they limited God. At a point we can limit God in our life. You see. God is not limited in life. He cannot be limited by it is you who can limit him in your life. You can put a limitation, God, don't move to this distance. That is why some people see God greater, mightier than others. The reason is that the space you give God is the space that God operates in. If you give him a bigger space, people will see a bigger God, operating in your life if you give him a smaller space you will see a small god in your life (laughs) if you if you don't give him space at all nobody will see him in your life so it is the space you give to god that is how god is seen and god moves in your life so all the time that is why we all have to go out preach so that people can give them their heart. Couldn't God have jumped into people's heart and make them born again? They could. He He has a power, isn't it? But why are some not born again? They haven't heard the word. After hearing the word, what happened? The word works on them, and they open their heart and give Him a space. That come into my heart. Once you give Him a space. God then takes hold into your heart and then you become a child of God. Are you getting what I'm saying? Yes. If you are in need, why do we have to pray? Don't God know our need? Can't he just do it when he knows you need, you, you need a shoe, you need a shirt, you need a husband, you need a wife? Why do you have to pray? Because God wanted to give him a space in that area so that he can work if you keep him out of your life he's a gentleman he will be kept out of your life that's the way the Holy Spirit also operates. it will open him if we give him a chance in a church he will he will be he will fill the church if we also tell him this is the area we wanted to operate he will operate in that area and it doesn't mean that God's spirit is not moving. He is there. But it is the space the church gives him. That is how he will pray. So if you want God to become big, what do you do? You create what? A bigger space for God to do. And I pray that you don't limit God and this, our prayer and fasting, it is a way we are expanding and giving God a space because we are dedicating our side, we are rededicating our life, we are consecrating our life, and anytime we do that, we open up for God to bring blessings on people who have consecrated their life. What, whoever consecrated his life and receives something, that reward becomes yours. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Let me read verse uh, seventy, Psalm seventy-eight, verse forty-one. Yes, again, they tempted God and limited the Holy One of Israel. If you read entire Psalm. It will talk about how sometimes this is some, how God guided them. God will lead them. Then, then they, And you see a lot of drama in it. But in all that God had mercy, God will come and help them. And the Bible said that it was not God... They limited, they put a limit on God. So many people are putting a limit on God in their financial life. They are putting a limit on God in their marital life. They are putting a limit on God in different aspects of life. Sometimes you can open a certain area of your life and you see God working. And in another area, you close it up and you see that you don't see God in that area. It doesn't mean that God cannot do something. He can do it. It is this area you give to him and that is what He can do. Some people have given him because they don't have money, they give him a space of healing. They can't go to us. they have no money to go to a hospital. They have no option but to believe God for their healing. So truly it works for them. When they are sick, they don't go to hospital because they don't have money. So, what happened? They get healed and their faith continues to grow. So, they have very strong faith when it comes to healing. When they are sick, when you are afraid that the person will die, he is just laughing because he has gone through certain experiences with God so much that he knows that, look, this thing cannot kill me. There are some who have also believed God for finances when it comes to God. Because where God raised him, he practiced God and God helped him. God helped him. So he knew it's not by chance that he got to that place. And because of that, anytime he's in need, he go to God. And some say, are you stupid? Does God print money? But it works for him. He opens, God sometimes opens doors, sometimes God meets a need and some people cannot even think in their mind how can God help people when they are in need? Especially when it comes to finances. When it comes to finances. Somebody can never believe that because he believes that this is a systematic thing in doing things and getting to this But God can bypass all systematic things and bring blessings to people. Some can believe God for children. Some can believe God for all different kinds. So we need to build our faith and build our faith. Like our father Abraham he believed God. The Bible said that he believed God For what? For a child. He knew he had a condition. The condition was true. He was barren. He was dead in his body. The wife was barren woman. And doctors have just overruled them and ruled them down. Oh, this one, you cannot give birth. Someone sent me. There was some young boy who had this Down syndrome, and they brought him to my office in twelve or fifteen years ago. When you look at that boy. Praying for him. You know, sometimes you look at the situation and your faith. But I saw the faith of the person that brought. It encouraged our faith. We join faith together. And when we're praying, God said this child will not be hopeless and useless. He'll be very useful. He then sent me this yesterday or this week a picture. I forgotten that we prayed. And that's why God said he won't be, he will fulfill his goal. And I saw somebody on a bicycle and said he was going for a race. That guy who couldn't even walk well. Didn't do it, but God, the guy is fulfilling his destiny. If nobody told you that this gentleman had got this before, you wouldn't know it. Thinking right, working right, walking right, balancing himself very well, going for. Uh, uh, Bicycle, uh, how they call it? competition, and I pray he wins. Amen. He is God, but we can limit him through one our own belief. have limited god but when it came to abraham he could have also limited god looking at his condition he could have limited him that yes god you're good you're great you can do this and do that but when it comes to children you cannot give then you put a limit to that and it wouldn't have happened isaac wouldn't have been born a nation wouldn't have come out. Don't limit God in any area. Sometimes what create problem in our life is we see things happening and that put a limit to our faith. If you prayed for somebody And the person didn't get healed. It closed. It makes you the next person, you don't have the courage. But our faith is not based on praying for somebody, the person getting healed. It is based on what God says He will do. I have no fear of praying for anybody. Why? If the person get healed, when I was giving the testimony, who did I say he healed him? Who did I say we pray to? Ah. When the glory comes, he takes the glory. This grace is so bad. Oh no. If you have this attitude, there's no fear. It is only if you want to protect your how do you call it? Sometimes people want to look great and powerful. If you want to show that you are the most powerful man, then God is going to fail you on the way. But if you want to tell people that I am just A conduit, something, somebody that God is just passing his blessing through to help people. You have nothing to fear. What you do, just open yourself. God work through me and touch people. And that is all. You have nothing to fear. You have nothing to hold back to. You just do exactly how you feel like doing. You just tell people what you want to tell them because you think this is God speaking to me. I'm showing you the how to minister with boldness. You are just a channel and we are just a channel. The cleaner the channel is, the better the flow. Some of the channels, we have choked it. It took like a cracker If it rains, they've put all kind of things in it. You put rubber, uh, how do you call it? Uh, Such a uh, water rubbers, everything. Some people put TV inside the gutter. Some fridges. I don't know what is wrong with our mind. I don't know what happened. That tightened the person is insane. That is why. Because proper thinking know that this your fridge cannot pass through this... Uh, <laughs> Then when it rains, instead of the rain to become a blessing to us, then it becomes a curse. When God moves, instead of God move to become a blessing to us, it becomes a curse to us. And this dedicating our life to God, what we are doing is removing the all oh, the sachet, uh, uh, and listen, as we every day we pray we are removing them one by one we may not take all some of them, some of them are too heavy yeah, don't worry Jesus will help you to carry it like the freezer <laughs> to, to take it out and once we are cleansed and the channel is great there is a flow look God is still the same He's never changed in any generation. In any generation, if people clean it as a channel for him to use. He moves so greatly that generation sees his power and his strength. I believe that the challenges in this world, there is going to be a solution. Because I have read in the book of Joel. That there will be a latter rain, and this latter rain will be greater than the former one. And I believe that a spirit is going to gush out and move out in such a way that unbelief will be removed from the eyes of people. There was an unbelief in the time of Jesus, the Jews have entered into legalists. They go to church, they fast legally, they go to church legally, they do, it's just pep, 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 pep. there was no room. Even the God, they are serving, they forgot that He is still there. They think that our fathers did things like this, let us do it like that. When we take communion, they take communion and you're quiet and let us be quiet and take it. When you give your Offering first fruit, you just come and put it in. It becomes a routine. Service becomes a routine. Church becomes a routine. Now the God that we come to worship now have been erased from our mind, our heart, our life. And God becomes uh, the, the system. We only operate a system and not God. By the time it's going to come, God will shake himself like what he did in the book of Acts. He started staring the place with few people, 120 people, used them to stare a whole city. They're staring, Peter preached one message. After he finished, he didn't beg people to accept Jesus. He didn't beg anybody. Those who said they were drunkard, now they've been cut. The Holy Spirit did a surgical operation remove their heart and they said "Mm, something is happening what can we do? They were cut into their heart. There was now a space. The unbelief have left and now the Holy Spirit with the word cut through the heart of men until the church preaches such powerful Holy Spirit filled messages that cut through the heart of men sin will be difficult to deal with. The very people they were teasing, the very church they were insulting, the very church they tried to close down, they're asking them, What shall we do? I pray that our church will rise up. The Presence you carry the presence of God so much that wherever you go, they will know a holy man, a holy woman is around. So that when they want to crack some jokes to cry, they will look at you first. They say, I know what you do. When we go for a program as pastors, we finish our portion. They want us to leave quick, early. Do you know why? They know when you are there, they can do that, what they want to do. And when you leave, that is where you will see believers and unbelievers which you can't find a difference. I'm not saying it's dancing is good. I saw some people this and they were dancing on dance beat. I said, hey, is that my children? <laughs> there I saw that God himself saw that men were, were, were flesh. <laughs> Praise God. Children of God limited God. They soon forgot his work. They waited not for his counsel. We can forget God and will not wait for his counsel. In every situation, I believe that we need the counsel of God. Our counselor is there. Anytime you rush in taking decision, if you have a case, you don't just rush to the court. You have to get your counselor who will look through your case and find out whether you have a case or not, or some of you, some I remember somebody who wanted to go to court, oh, me, me, and say, oh, I'm a lawyer. I said, lawyer. said, ni The language they speak there is not a preaching language. Eh? It's a different language technically. They can hit you technically, but you can be right. But they can use technical terms to hit you. Your counselor will tell you when they ask you this question, don't answer. <laughs> when they ask you this, this is how you must answer it. This medicine, your counselor, sometimes the person will be leading you to a place where he can he can hammer you and get you. Your counselor will say, objection. Or but he he's just leading you, leading you through. And that's what the Holy Spirit does to us. He will lead us through, lead us through, take the scriptures, our constitution, and quote it and move it here and take this case. You did it for this and put it this and put this land there, and argue his case. Sometimes people who lose their cases at court is not because they are wrong. It's not because they have lost it. It's because they didn't have a good lawyer. I said sometimes. Sometimes a good lawyer can make a bad case good. He just cornered the people and move you here, move you here, before realize someone in the bully there, some of the people. We have the best lawyer, the Holy Spirit. He will teach us how to walk. Do not limit God and his power in your life. God wants to come into your life. There is nothing God cannot do. Everything that every need in your life, there is an answer for it. It is only you who can limit him either from answering it or not. And I pray that God will help you. Our faith is very important. Faith gives God the room to operate. Fear can put God off. Fear can lock door God. God wants to help. You know what Job said? The things that I fear has come upon me. Fear, in fact, open a door, a room for the devil. Wrong thinking can also make you some of us. We have we must have the mind of Christ, the mind of Christ put on that mind. You have it, and you must put on that mind and acting and working, thinking like Jesus Christ. That if Jesus was in this situation, what will he do? And that is how Jesus will do. And that is my prayer for all of us to be. I pray that all of us will, uh, will listen to this and will move in this. You see, obedience is very important too. Obedience. The Bible says that obedience is better than what? Sacrifice. If you're bringing your offering, if you're bringing whatever you have Jesus even have said that even if you have a f- something against your brother I know in this church to none of these members have something against one if you have then you're fasting now I say, hey prophet I now come and say me if you, you have this first sin must remove, it is cold. It is like the sachet, uh, those robbers that have choked the gutter. Remove them so that your water can flow to you. From this place, go to that person and say, brother, sister, look, I have bitterness in my heart against you today. I hate the message, and to obey is better than sacrifice. I want to obey God so that we can walk together in this. You don't know whether he may be your roommate in heaven. <laughs> <laughs> Once you do that, I know it's difficult. Sometimes The mind will begin to analyze it. Ah! What the person did to me. Kai! You heard Jesus spoke about it? That there was a servant who owed his master somebody. Let me use Ghana money. One million. And the master came. Give me the money. I'm going to take you to prison. He started, he fell down on the ground. Rolling that this money. Give me a chance to pay. You know, anybody who owes. If you go to him, he said, tomorrow. Even if you have no, uh, no hope of paying the money, you will still assure the person that come tomorrow. He knows he can't pay it. He, he was rolling on the ground. The man, instead of saying, bring it tomorrow, the servant therefore fell down before him and said, master, have patience with me. He said, he said have what? I will pay. <laughs> the master, I will pay you all. Did, did you hear what he said? Let's see whether the, what the master said. He said, go and come next time. Then the master The master of that servant was moved with what? Compassion. Released him and forgave him the debt. He did not say bring it tomorrow. He wiped away, forgave him all the debt. He would have said, I've given you two years. No, 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 no. That's not what he said. He said, he forgave him. He said, all your debt have been canceled. Debt cancellation. I said, wow, this thing I have, been, I have not been able to sleep throughout my life. I know I can't pay this. Then he sat down. Hmm. He said, Somebody owe me <laughs> 5,000 Ghana cities. Now, when I take it, it is now mine. So I am going to collect it. He went there and met the guy, Yao. I mention my name because if I mention it, you tell me. Hey, y'all. The money I gave to you, where? You said oh, so, so, please give me. He, he also said the same thing. He said, you don't know me. You are a liar. You are a thief. And today, and they started dragging people. back. Oh, give him. He was dragging the man. The people came around. You know, they are like Ghanaians. Anything that happens, you see people around. They came around, and somebody said, hey, what is it? The master said, what is happening? They said, oh, there's your servant that you uh, you forgive. He's pulling somebody. <laughs> he said, okay, 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 okay. So when his fellow servants saw what had been done, they were very grieved and came and told their master all that had been done. One of the believers said, ah, yeah, you, you were a thief. You are a fornicator. You are this. You were that. You were that. Says, forgive you all. Somebody just took, passed through your farm, was hungry, removed one ear of corn, and roasting you went and caught him, and he said they should beat him to death. Oh! So the master, then the master after he had had called him said to him, you what? You what? Wicked servant. I forgive you all that debt because you begged me. Somebody begged you the two different things that the master had compassion. The servant did not have compassion. How many believers Have compassion. Compassion will let you forgive. Compassion will move you to put your ego aside and reconcilate. Today, the fasting and prayer should break the heart in us and make us compassionate. God bless you. have come with